What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life? The lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course. But have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it is broken down, it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. We are continuing our six-part series of Stories from the Bridge to Life. We are featuring over the next few episodes donor family members, transplant recipients, those waiting, and others touched by organ, eye, and tissue donation. These stories remind us really what we are all about at LifeBank and why we are so dedicated and committed to honoring the legacy of life and saving and healing the lives of those on the waiting list. Hi, you're listening to episode 35 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, two-time kidney recipient and proud LifeBank staff member. Our guest today has been touched by donation when she lost her father. Marla Corrado has become a volunteer for LifeBank, and her family has embraced the gift of life walk and run and created a team to honor her dad's memory. Marla, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Can you share a little bit about your dad? Sure. My dad was a teacher. Sure, he taught high school. What he taught was actually um, horticulture at a kind of like a vocational school in the Cleveland area. And his passion was plants and growing things and instilling that in his students. And so that's sort of where we got the team name from. But growing up, you know, my dad was very hands-on with my sister and I and very hands-on even when I had my own children. And uh, always kind of giving back and very practical in nature, but always made sure that wherever he went, he was making a connection with somebody, whether it be, you know, in the checkout aisle at the grocery store or with um, friends and family, uh, definitely with my, my sister and I and our families since we've, you know, gone on to get married and have our own children. So, you know, his, his passing, you know, was a, a shock. He was 66 and he had had a stroke and it kind of went from there. Marla, when your dad, William, passed away, and that was in December of 2016, I believe, prior to that, did he make the decision to be an organine tissue donor, or was that something that your family had to work through? Interestingly, it was never something we discussed prior to my dad's death. Um, he, had had, he had had a stroke in March of 16, and then he went through rehab and came home, he had therapy and everything, he came home, and then he had another stroke in late November of 16. And, you know, my family, my sister and I and my mom were at Metro, and, you know, my dad was on the ventilator and everything in the ICU, and it was, you know, it had become clear over several days that he was not going to be able to successfully come off of the vent and all that. So a lot of discussion had been made to what were his wishes, and so it wasn't honestly until after my dad's death and like immediately after his death, a couple hours after um, Metro's nursing staff, you know, had approached us and said, your dad is an organ donor. And we had never talked about it. It was something that we never discussed. I've always been an organ donor since I was 16 and able to drive. My sister is also, and I think that just came from being raised the way we were and very practical. You know, we don't 
need our physical bodies beyond death. So let's donate what we can to help others. So it was a surprise when I learned that after my dad's death, but it was a surprise only that we had never talked about it. It was kind of, it came up and it was unexpected, but it also made complete sense because that's, that's who he was. And that's also you know how I was raised as well by him um, to sort of think both practically, but also giving back um, in whatever way we can, whether that be through financial means or time means or even in death with our organs and tissues. So, What a wonderful way to be raised and what a wonderful legacy he left. It was shared with me sometime afterwards that um, he was able to donate cornea, bone and soft tissue, and also skin. And I think about this because my dad was 66, which is young when you think about it, but he also had a lot of health issues. So, you know, I guess he's kind of your average guy. He had had two strokes. He had diabetes, things like that that are chronic in nature. Um, but yet he still, despite that, he was still able to donate. He couldn't donate his organs, but he could donate tissue and, and bone. And when I was given the information from LifeBank afterwards, the number of lives and far across the world as, as he was able to touch lives is impressive to me. It was not just in America, but Great Britain and Canada and Israel and 16 states. And I think there was like 80 different grafts that were able to be produced with bone and tissue and then also around the same number for skin, which I was blown away by those numbers. You don't think about, you know, the organs may not have been able to be used, but he was still able to make a difference in so many people's lives in so many parts of the world. That's the beauty of tissue donation. They don't need to be transplanted immediately like organs do. So we have the ability to use that tissue where it is needed. And it's not unusual to send it across the world. It's just an amazing gift. So after your dad's passing, your family wanted to be involved with LifeBank. As I mentioned, you're a LifeBank volunteer. And you also created a gift of life walk and run team called Planting the Seeds of Love. I love that name. Can you tell us a little bit about how your experience was at the Gift of Life Walk and Run the first year you participated? So the first year we participated was overwhelming. There's so many people and there was a legacy garden. It was beautiful. Everything was just touching and I was crying. I think I had sunglasses on because I was just like a mess underneath my sunglasses. But my kids were there. I, my daughters, now they're um, five and eight. But at the time, they would have been two and, and four. Thinking back, it's sort of become an annual tradition for us and our family that every August we go to this. And, and this year was obviously different because it was virtual, but it still felt like a tradition. It felt like um, something that we will definitely just keep continuing to do because it's that important to us that it's life being not only still remembers my dad, but honors him and all donor families through the different services that they offer, the counseling, you know, the memorial service, the walk run, everything that they offer. I feel like it just continues to not only make me feel supported, but also like my dad's life was meaningful and it was important. And, you know, the fact that they honor um, him and others through these annual events um, and continued services is, it just blows my mind. (laughs) I'm grateful. Uh It's one of the most amazing things that I feel LifeBank does is our support of our donor families. Um, I'm going to steer our conversation in a different direction. 
As you Mm -hmm. mentioned this year, the Gift of Life Walk and Run was virtual. We had wonderful participation, but one of the most creative stories that we heard was your story of your daughters and what you did to not only uh, support LifeBank, but to help others out in this time of COVID. So like I said, I have two young daughters. When COVID came and life kind of hit a standstill back in March, um, my kids were suddenly home with uh, with us. My husband was working. I was still working. Eventually, you know, our, our schedules changed so we could be home with them. And I was home with them a lot. And I work in healthcare. I work in a nursing home. And I really saw the impact that COVID was having um, and my coworkers and myself. And I, I've always sewn. Um, my grandma taught me how to sew when I was a little girl. And I have a sewing machine. I've always kind of had this in the skill that I've had in the back of, you know, my pocket. And my older daughter, especially, she's always begging me to show her how to use the sewing machine. And so this seemed like we were home and we had all this time on our hands. And here's this pandemic. So naturally, what, what should we do? Let's make masks. So we started sewing masks mostly just for like friends, family, anybody that we thought might want one or need one. Um, at the time, people weren't really leaving their homes, but when they did, you know, a mask seemed necessary. When I started making them, people were offering me money for them. And I thought, no, I don't want to take any money for them. I just, just give them to people. I have a big fabric stash. And you know, I thought, this is a good way to use it up. But then as I started thinking about it, you know, people felt like they should, you know, wanted to contribute. I said, well, my daughters and I talked about you know, organizations and causes that were near and dear to us. And I mean, Life Bank is at the top of my list always. So when we started um, really kind of getting into making more and more masks, people were offering donations. I, I reached out and said to people, you know, I am collecting any donations from our masks to be given to, to Life Bank. And when it was all said and done, I, I feel like we made probably about 140 or 160 masks in all over several months. And so when the time came for the walk run and our fundraising effort came into play there and, and we donated our money to Life Bank. So the masks were practical, but then kind of turned into this opportunity for us to give back to Life Bank as well. I think on so many levels, it was such a creative idea. Marla, you mentioned before that you have two daughters, Mira, who is five years old, and Natalie, who is eight. Did they connect the dots with sewing these masks and in a way that it was to honor your dad? Did they get that connection? I've been involved with LifeBank since my dad's death on on many different occasions throughout the year. So they're very familiar with LifeBank and we've talked a lot about it. And, you know, when we talked about donating the money that we raised from the masks, they understood what LifeBank was all about. And they don't maybe understand necessarily the details of organ and tissue donation but I think that they grasped that even in like a time of sadness for people in their their like lowest moment in the death of a loved one that this is an organization that provides hope and support and and really just embraces those people and their families I mean they've seen not just me but other adults and, and families you know in tears um, during the legacy garden services and things like that so I think they understand that out of all the sadness, there's there's something positive that can come from it. Well, we so appreciate their efforts and your efforts and especially the efforts of Planting Seeds for Love team. 
we had a very successful walk and run this year. And uh, to be honest, it, it blew us away just because of the circumstances we are in. But it shows how much that families love to honor their loved ones. And I think that's what really this is all about. Those people who have given the gift of life are certainly special. And we appreciate all that you've done for Life Bank, Marla. Thank you. I appreciate Life Bank so, so much. So everyone there and everything they offer continually, I'm forever grateful for for them and for you and for everyone there. Marla, thank you. To our listeners, you can honor your loved one in so many ways. You can be creative, but the best way is to become an organ, eye, and tissue donor yourself. Go to lifebanc.org and register on the Ohio Donor Registry. I thank you for listening and tuning in, and I invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life podcast that is changing lives. Organ, eye, and tissue donation is truly all about life. Life given, life received, and lives saved and healed. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org or visit lifebank.org for more information. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. Donate life.